Hello and welcome to the So What podcast, in which political economic analyst J.P. Landman discusses the issues uppermost in the minds of South Africans. You can find a written version of this content on J.P.'s website, jplandman.co.za. I am Ruda Landman and I am your host. These first few recordings were done at our dining room table, but we will soon be moving into a studio. Hello, this is an audio recording that goes with my note for March, dated 31 March 2023, with the heading Electricity Distribution, a glimpse of what the future uh, could be. My sense is that South Africans are utterly exhausted. And so to give us all a break, I've decided this month to do something different. Uh, I'm not going to quote data and research. Uh, We're going to tell you a real life story. Uh, coming from the ground up, which I think is also telling us something about the future. It's a story of uh, a father, a mother, the two sons, the Bosch family, who have developed a very practical example of how electricity distribution in South Africa will change over the next few years. And Ruda will tell us the story of the family. The story starts 30 years ago when the engineer father started working on the maintenance and administration of electricity distribution systems as ESCOM was embarking on its mass electrification program of 350,000 houses a year. ESCOM made losses on these programs, and then it outsourced the management of these to private companies. The father in our story began a family business, contracting his services to ESCOM in Hamanskraal, north of Pretoria. The losses were turned around and the services became profitable. Why? What was the secret of their success? Well, firstly, they involved local communities. No, not local politicians, their real local community. The Shabin funeral parlor owners, the taxi bosses and spaza shop owners, block by block, those who were leaders in that area, a chief or a chief's son, a church leader or a community organizer, anyone of stature or credibility was contacted, brought into the circle. These community members received nothing and all they were asked to do was to support the delivery of electricity services in their area. Secondly, the company rendered the service. If the power went out, they got there and fixed it, no matter the time of day. The mother told us that one night in the early 90s, the couple's eldest son, who was a mere baby, was sleeping in the bucky while she was holding a searchlight for Dad, who was up on a pole in Amanskral to attend to an electricity outage. Four men walked up with AK-47s. Remember, this was the early 90s. It was still quasi-civil war back then. She dropped the light, introduced herself to the four men, shook their hands and explained that they were busy fixing the power. The four guys laughed, wished them well and went on their way. The power was restored. The result of community buy-in and service delivery was that households paid for their power. Theft of equipment was minimal and company vehicles weren't stolen or hijacked. Uh, Well, not quite true. One brand new Nissan Bucky was stolen before it had company signage on it. Word went out, the Bucky was recovered. As one door closed, another one opened. 
When demands for a cut emerged in 1998, the family didn't renew their ESCOM contract and moved on to private sector work. They managed the distribution of electricity for a bank across all its retail properties. Later, they did the same for a large property company. It was before the days of REITs. It proved to be a very successful enterprise, saving the bank and the landlords many millions. It proved there was legitimate money to be made in the administration and management of electricity distribution. That is the opportunity the family saw and exploited, so much so that their company was sold for a tidy sum of money. They then had the option to emigrate, Australia, New Zealand, or they could put the money into electricity distribution infrastructure in the free state. They chose the latter helping local government. They made a very promising start in the Free State in Mafube, a municipality covering Frankfurt, Cornelia, Felice and Twilang in the northeastern Free State. Mafube municipality had to pay an average of 5 million rand a month to ESCOM. They had an average income of only 1.7 million rand a month. Meters were not installed or repaired and in numerous cases simply bypassed or just partially billed. There was no money for petrol or diesel to go out and attend to problems and there was no capital for replacement parts or equipment. So Mafube municipality contracted the family business to take over electricity distribution in the four small towns. About a hundred million rand was invested in infrastructure, staff were trained and retrained to the desired standards, YouTube, they say, helped a lot, and custom-made technology was deployed. Long story short, there are 12,000 clients, households and businesses, and only 65 have been cut off over 12 years for non-payment and the subsequent debt written off. Let's say that again. Out of 12,000 clients, only 65 were cut off over 12 years. Jabby, it sounds as if the principle is actually quite simple. If people receive effective services and are treated decently, they pay for the service, yeah? Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Um, and take a step back, Rudan, just think about the basics. Who is going to do the distribution of electricity better? A specialized company that focuses only on that and nothing else, uh, or a municipality which must deal with political patronage, with conflicting priorities, and a whole different set of issues. Um, it's quite clear that the specialized company focusing on distributions will actually do it better. They will train the people better. They will focus on, on uh, controlling the debtors. They'll focus on getting the cash in. And they will focus on giving a good service because their lifeblood depends on it. No service, no income. It's as simple as that. Now, one can say that the municipality, in theory, can do it as well. Yes, in theory, they can. But in practice, we know that most do not. How has this played out in Mafube? Well, for Mafubi, the story is, has really gone very, very well. The municipality no longer has the outflow that they used to have with providing electricity. In fact, they're now receiving a royalty 
from the Bosch family. The Bosch family is using the municipality's license, distribution license, and they pay a, a small royalty on that. So there's an income for the municipality. They no longer have to worry about that side of life. They can carry on with providing other services to the community. And what has happened in the in the economy of the town is simply unreal. They've organized the distribution of electricity in such a way that the waterworks and the sanitation works are not cut off when there is national load shedding. Those operations carry on. So water and sanitation delivery is automatically better. Because there's a small solar farm uh, also in the operation, they save about 17% of what is required by ESCOM when there's load shedding. They can do 17% less load shedding. Uh, a big agricultural co-op in the town, you know, that's rural area, it's all about agriculture. A big agricultural co-op has decided as a result of the reliability of electricity to invest more in the town and they've created 120 jobs. Property prices are rising in the towns of Mafube in comparison to other towns and small businesses flourishing. So it has been a really a good news story. As a late friend of ours would have said, what is not to like? Have the Bosches expanded to neighboring towns? Yes, they did, to Harry Schmidt, which is uh, in the Eastern Free State. That story didn't end too well because, uh, as happened many years earlier, there was again a demand for a cut, and they then decided they're not dealing with that, so they withdrew from the town. And the result is that Harry Schmidt today is the biggest single debtor of ESCOM that exists, while Mafubi owes no money to ESCOM. Uh, what is also interesting is that the ANC in the 2021 local government elections lost control of, of uh, Harry Smith to a local to a local organization. But in Mafubi, they retained control of the council. So there is a political advantage in doing proper servicing. Future plans? I, I know that the... the the family is constantly planning new stuff. Yes, yes, they can't, uh, they can't sit still. They have to always try new things. What they're working on at the moment is two rather large solar farms to supply more electricity to town and buy less from ESCOM. What is unique about that is they want to actually, over time, sell the shareholding in those two solar farms to the electricity consumers of Afube. So if you pay your electricity bill for a month, say 100 rand, then you have the option to pay 105 or 110 rand, and that extra 5 or 10 rand will go towards buying shares in the two solar plants. And this is not just the big, uh, the farms and uh, the industries, it's also private people that they want to pull in like this. Absolutely. Remember, that's where they started. From the beginning, they involved the local community. They involved the local citizens. And this is an extension of that principle. They now want to take these people who are consumers of electricity, even as, even if they're a small consumer of electricity, and convert them into, into owners. So from consumers to being owners. Uh, in fact, they are looking at the moment, and if any of our listeners or readers can help, please contact us. They're looking for a company that gives a specialized service in administering the collection of free rand here, five rand there, six rand there, uh, which then goes towards buying shares in the solar farm. So if there's anybody out there who knows about a company doing that, please uh, please help out. Your conclusions? So what? Well, I think the first point is that electricity distribution doesn't have to be a drain on the fiscus. 
That is very, very clear. It was a drain in Mafube. It is a drain in many other municipalities. The way that the uh, uh, the Bosch family is doing this, it doesn't have to be a drain. With proper management, new technology, proper communication with, with the community, you can actually turn it around into a profitable enterprise, which, which benefits everybody, also the local municipality and politicians. What we also clearly see is that a localized uh, operator uh, with roots in the town, with links to the community, free from political interference, can actually get rid of corruption in electricity distribution, of which we know there is a lot, run a clean service and, and, and give a proper service to the town. That is the, clearly the second lesson that has come out. Um, I think the biggest lesson of all is citizens are willing to pay for electricity. They're willing to pay for services. If you treat them decently, you give a proper service 24 hours a day, seven days a week, people will step up and, 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 and take that responsibility and pay for it. The story that South Africans don't want to pay for services, it is not, uh, it is certainly not generally applicable. And I think that's an important point to, to make. But then you must be willing to put a ladder against a pole at 9.30 in the evening. Absolutely. With your baby in the car. Absolutely. <laughs> Even if people walk around with rifles or guns, uh, that's what you have to do. And it has worked. That is very, very clear. The other point that I think comes out clearly is that when you involve a private company in distribution, that company will put up the capital for a proper system, for enough spare parts, for enough equipment, like proper meter readers and so on and so forth. The family has spent 100 million rand in Mafube. That's a lot of money coming from a private company. If they didn't spend 100 million rand, the municipality would have had to cough the capital. Now, it's no longer necessary. You take the money from, from a private sector and then you allow them to, to earn a return on that money. And I think the, the last point that I want to make is that... Um, at the moment, all our attention is focused on load shedding. Uh, I don't have to tell you every day, all day, that is up uppermost in people's minds. But the next area of problem will be electricity distribution. And this model that we have here is a pointer of how it can be organized, how it can be done. It is not necessary to walk uh, blind into a new crisis. It can be managed. Thank you very much. You started, you said hello, so you must say goodbye. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And uh, we wish you a very happy Easter time. Thank you for listening to the So What podcast. If you enjoy this content, please don't forget to leave a review and a rating. And please consider subscribing so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, tell your friends. Remember, you can find a written version of all JP's content at jplandman.co.za. 